Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Light Post Podcast, where we endeavor to cast light from God's Word on the issues that impact our lives. I'm Minister Natalie Washington, and I'm so glad that you are joining us today for another episode. I am starting off today's episode with a few questions for you. Here we go. Are you a planner? Are you a planner or are you one that just says, well, you know, I'll just get to it. I don't have to have a plan. Are you just kind of, you know, uh, willy nilly it and just kind of off the cuff, uh, fly by the seat of your pants kind of (laughs) person? Well, everybody is different. Some people are planners. Some people are not. I happen to be a planner. And uh, there's something that I just want to share with you that. It really hit home with me when God asked me a question. He asked me a question. Now, he knew I was a planner, of course, but the question was this. And let me give you a little bit of backstory. I am that person that typically has a plan A, a plan B, and a C. (laughs) I have a plan for the plan for the plan. I typically operate that way. And hey, what's wrong with ha- not, with having a plan, right? They always say if you don't have a plan, then you actually are planning to fail. Well, here's the thing. God is a planner himself. So it's nothing wrong with being a planner. But here is the question, the next question that I have for you. And it was a question posed to me by God, and it's going to get a little bit more specific momentarily. So I've asked you, are you a planner? The next question is, have you a plan that has ever worked better than God's? In other words, do you think that it is possible for a person to have a better plan than God? So here is the question for me that God asked me. He said, If I am plan A, why do you need a plan B? In other words, a plan B, is it really necessary if you would seek me for the plan? Jeremiah 29, 11, it tells us that he has a plan for us, plans for hope and a future, plans to not harm us. Plans to give us hope in the future. He has plans to prosper us. This is what Jeremiah 29 and 11 is all about. And it is one of those scriptures that is very popular. But how many of us actually go to him for the plan? Now, when we think of this passage, we mostly think about like big plans, plans for life, you know, our life plan for the future. Because it speaks, I have plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope and a future. But what about plans for everyday life? What about things that we have to do? You know, many times the things that we have to do in everyday life impact our future life. There are some decisions that could really impact our future life. For instance, we may have a plan for taking a trip. It's not necessarily a life plan, something that's related to maybe your career or something like buying a house or even a car. 
It may not even be an education, but then sometimes it is. However, sometimes it can be as simple as when you're about to take a trip somewhere, going on vacation. So it's like, okay, where do we go? All right, we make a decision. We're going to go here. We're going to go to Disney World. We're going to go to, I don't know, Las Vegas, somewhere, Paris. And we say, okay, that's the plan. That's what we're going to do. We know where we're going to go. Well, then we have to start thinking about, so what's the plan? How are we going to pay for it? How are we going to get there? In the decision-making process of something as simple as what we think is simple, of making a family trip or making a trip, a vacation somewhere, those plans that come with that decision to take this trip could actually impact our future. Should we take a plane? Most likely, yes, if you're going to Paris, obviously. But what if it's a road trip and we have the option of a road trip? Could it be that we may decide we take a plane when we maybe could have driven? Well, what happens if we go that route, but that was really not the best route to take? You see, the point I'm making is God wants us to seek him even for the simplest of things, everyday living. You know, some people may think, well, taking a trip is not necessarily everyday living. However, it is something and one of those things that how often do we even ask God about something like this? We're just going to have fun. We're just going to take a trip. Why would we have to ask God about something like that? I mean, after all, he gave us common sense. I mean, do we have to ask God about everything? Well, my question is, why not? Even in something like that, if we, for instance, took a plane and then something happens where it's like, if you take that plane, it could be that that plane is is one that might actually crash or that plane may actually be the worst trip ever. It may be where you get stuck somewhere for days and your vacation is just ruined because you're supposed to be checked in at a fancy hotel somewhere. You've got it all mapped out and you can't get there because of all of the issues surrounding your plane trip. Perhaps it was God's intent. And had we checked with God first about our plans, then we would not have had all of these issues. Perhaps it was meant for us to actually perhaps wait to take this trip. It could be life altering. What about financial even with something as simple as this? Taking a plane trip, we might could actually save some money if we just go another route like a car or a train, depending upon where we're going. I think you get the message that God, in, he actually wants us to seek him about everything. He really does. Now, of course, when it comes to, you know, what clothes are we going to wear? You know, uh, you know what, pl- what clothes are we planning to wear to work the next day? Um, you know, that's not, that's not exactly what I'm talking about. You get my drift. The point is that God wants us to seek him, seek him out, check with him every day. He wants to communicate with us every day. Commit your works to the Lord. 
and your thoughts will be established. I want to talk to you about Proverbs 16.3, because that's the scripture that he reminded me of. The question again was, why do you need a plan B if I am God and I have the plans? And it really caused me to think about the simplest things that we often leave God out of when it comes to planning, when it comes to making plans, when we, you know, tomorrow is not even promised. You know, um, we can't even say that we're going to be alive the next day. The Bible speaks about how it's really boastful for us to even think that we're going to be alive the next day. Our thing should be, Lord willing, we will do this and we will do that. But we have a tendency to say, I'm going to do this, that, this, that, and the third. We have everything mapped out. We haven't even consulted our father. We haven't even thought about the fact that, you know what? (laughs) I may not even be alive. I may not, you know, how dare I say I'm going to do this when I'm not, I don't even know if I'm going to even be alive. Lord willing, I'll do this. Lord willing, I will do that. Lord willing, I will make that trip to Paris next year. Lord willing, this, that, and a third. Get him involved. We are to Keep God involved. He cares about the little things. He cares about the big things. He has plans for us. Plans to give us hope in a future. Plans to not harm us. But we have a tendency sometimes to cause harm to come to us because we don't seek him for the plan. And then we have the nerve. I'm talking about me too. Notice I said we. We have the nerve to say, well, if plan A doesn't work, I will do this, plan B. If plan B doesn't work, I've got a workaround. I've got a plan C. Some of us go as far as D and E. (laughs) We even sometimes just go up the alphabet. You know, if you are a planner, then you understand what I'm saying. Like I said, I am a planner. So I do tend to have a plan A, a B, and a C. But getting back to this question that really convicted me, and it's something that I just wanted to share here with you. Why do we need a plan B if we have him, if we have our father, the creator of heaven and earth, the creator of the universe, the one who created us? Why do we need a plan B if he is not plan A? We do need a plan B if God is not plan A. So here's what I suggest, and this is what the Lord just, I mean, really, he just convicted me. I love that about the Lord. Holy Spirit will just drop a nugget in your in your spirit. And, it, and it's like, oh my God, please forgive me for my boldness to think that I shouldn't have to consult with you. How can any plan be better than God's? Doesn't it make sense? This is how, (laughs) this is really what it boils down to. Does it even make sense to make a plan without consulting God, without seeking his face first? The Bible tells us to, in Psalm 121, to look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. 
So if we need a plan, if we want to know the plan, then we need to go to the master planner, the one who created everything, including you and me, and ask him, Lord, what is your will? What is your plan? I'm trying to plan this vacation. I'm trying to plan to buy this house. I'm trying to plan to buy this car. I'm trying to plan my future. What college should I go to? Should I take this job? Should I even apply? Where should I move? Should I talk to this person? Should I start a relationship with this person? Should I marry this person? Lord, what should I do? We don't go to him for things that we think we should have common sense to do. But the fact is, he knows what's best for us. He has the plans. He wasn't just talking to Jeremiah when he said, I have plans, plans to prosper you. No, that's for us too. That is for you and me. He has plans for us. Therefore, it makes sense to come to him to see what the plans are and the plans that he has. What is the need of a plan B? That's what he convicted me of. If I am your father, if I am God, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who made you, the one who knew you, before you were born, the one who knitted you together in your mother's womb. I knew you before your parents knew you. And on that note, sometimes parents have plans for their children. Have the parents consulted God? God, what are your plans for my child? Are you playing? Are you praying? I should say for your children. Are you praying for your child? God, you reveal the plan to me and and my spouse so that we can nurture the child the gift that you have given us to be that gift to the world to be that light to the world for us to be able to foster that and nurture that whatever it is that you have knitted in them for th- in them to do for the life that you have given them to live Many times parents sometimes will have plans. My child is going to be a doctor. My child is going to go to this school. My child is going to do this. But what does God say? My child is going to do this. But you know what? If they don't do good and they don't have the best grades, then they can do this. Plan A, plan B, plan C. And never made God the plan A. If God is plan A, we don't need a plan B. What do you think? It convicted me. This is something to think about. This is something that really hit home to me. And I was just convicted and I asked God to forgive me. Forgive me for thinking that I know better than him. (laughs) Oh my gosh, us human beings, we're something else, aren't we? We really are. God is so good. God is so good. I suggest that you take this word today and you really think about it. If you seek God, seek his face, find out for him, from him, what are his plans? What is his will? Seek his face. Ask him. He will tell you. 
Proverbs 16.3, again, it says, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Some version says your plans will succeed. You know, oftentimes we don't know what our thoughts should even be. If we commit whatever it is, whatever it is that we have to do, even plans just for living for day to day, you know, getting things done from day to day. You know, we, like I said earlier, we will have our, our, our day planned out A to Z. But my suggestion to you is, it's wise to seek God for even the little things. Lord, how should my day go today? Seek the Lord early in the morning. Ask him the night before, the morning, the day of, Lord, what should I do today? How should my, pl- my day be planned out? Lord, whatever your will is for my day, then that's what I want my day to be. That's the way my day will go. Whatever you say, whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, however you want me to say something, do something, make it known. That's the first thing. That should actually be our plan A. Seek God. Seek his face Ask him, what is the plan? Even for today, even for those very simple day-to-day activities, ask him. It can help your day go a lot better. We can bring harm to ourselves. You rem- Jeremiah 29 plans not to harm you. Okay, We can harm ourselves by not including God in the plan. Making him the plan. He is the plan. He should be. Why don't we allow him to be? He wants to be our father. He wants to be God. He's God. Why don't we let him? And go to him and ask him for the plan. That should be our plan A. Our plan B should be what Proverbs 16.3 says. Commit your work. That work is also the plan. You know, it takes a plan to work. And it takes works to work the plan. So, you know, I, I tend to be a list person. So you, you'll you have like, you know, one through 10 things to do, a things to do list. Well, those thoughts that need to be established, you know, they're kind of like the plans. They're the works. They are the steps in order to get that work done. Well, if we commit that work, if we commit the plan that God has for us to him, And stay out of the way, not being wise in our own eyes, then what does the Bible say? Our plans will succeed. The plans will be established. The thoughts will be established. The plans will succeed. That's plan B. Commit the work. Commit the plan to the Lord. And the promise is that our thoughts, the plan, will be established. Everything that we need to do. It will come. It will. He will drop it in our spirit. It will drop in our minds. We need to write it down. (laughs) Write it down. Make it plain. Those plans. All right. And then the plan C is simply to just do it. Do plan A. Seek his face. Seek him for the plan. Do plan B. 
commit that work to the Lord. Commit it back to Him so that it will succeed. That is the promise. That, my friend, is our plan A and B and C. A plan without God is no plan at all. You know, again, that saying says, you know, to not have a plan is like planning to fail. I submit to you that to have a plan that you have not consulted or sought the Lord God first about is a plan that will fail. So I hope that this has been an encouraging word to you. It's something to really get you to think about. It's something, like I said, that really God just really, I tell you what, he just convicted me. And uh, I just wanted to take this time, this episode to share this with you. I'm so glad that you checked in today uh, to uh, check out this podcast. Listen, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it for another episode of the Light Post podcast. This is a ministry of the Guiding Light Church. You know, for other messages, I encourage you, other messages and resources, please connect with us online at guidinglight.org, Guiding Light Church on Facebook, or Guiding Light Church TV on YouTube. And don't don't forget to share this. Share this podcast with others. This is an episode that can really maybe get somebody to thinking. I hope that it will get you to thinking. Again, thank you for joining. And until the next time, please be blessed.